Hey everyone, welcome back to today's video. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the, um, the albeit small, uh, likelihood that um, the Electoral College could see itself in a 269 to 269 tie versus incumbent President Donald Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. Now, to a lot of people, this is going to seem really, really, really far-fetched. As of right now, Joe Biden leads in real clear politics aggregate polls um, by an average of 8%, which is even higher than, um, which is even higher than the, than, than the aggregate polls that show Democrats 7.8%, a generic Democrat 7.8% ahead of a generic Republican congressional candidate. So Joe Biden's appeal is even wider than the current congressional uh, Democratic Party. So to a lot of people, that means, well, obviously, Biden has a very large lead. Even my own prediction puts uh, Joe Biden uh, relatively far ahead of, of Donald Trump. And, you know, and due to the worst jobs report in history coming out last month, showing a 14.7% overall unemployment rate, um, it would, it, one would be forgiven for assuming that uh, Joe Biden has a really, really, really good chance of winning this election, and he does. He has a very good chance of winning this election. However, um, here on my screen for the YouTube audience um, shows the um, the final predictions uh, of Real Clear Politics aggregate polling the day before the 2016 election um, between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, which showed Hillary Clinton up 279 to 259 against Donald Trump. However, Let's say, for example, that Joe Biden is successful in holding Virginia. Um, he brings back Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, holds on to New Hampshire, Colorado, but he loses, let's say, Wisconsin. That puts, um, that puts the Electoral College in a 269-269 deadlock. Or let's say Joe Biden wins Florida and it's 29 electoral votes, but proceeds to lose, say... Uh, Pennsylvania or Colorado, that again, um, that again puts Biden and Trump at a 269-269 electoral college tie. So this is obviously not impossible. This is, this is, this is absolutely possible. And it's something that particular, that, um, that is becoming ever more impossible as Donald Trump's uh, approval rating, uh, continues to stagnate. Now, Due to his now his overall job approval rating has been going down recently. We know that to be true, as um, as in the wake of the coronavirus epidemic, Donald Trump's approval rating related to the coronavirus has been uh, has has been well below the subpar. He's he's um, he's regularly seen that eight percent more of the public believes that he is handling the coronavirus uh, incorrectly. Um, as opposed to people who, who approve of his handling of uh, the coronavirus pandemic. And we can see that in his overall approval rating. Uh, he has a disapproval rating of 54.2% um, compared to an approval rating of 42.8%, which is uh, a place which is a, a low approval rating that he hasn't really seen since last October. However, on the economy, um, there, there, uh, it, it's not so clear cut actually. Uh, uh, 
his approval rating on the economy is 50.7% compared to a disapproval rating of 44.5%, according to the Real Clear Politics aggregate polling. And we've seen this throughout um, throughout his presidency. Whereas, um, whereas his overall job approval rating has been relatively low, um, coming to an all-time high recently of, um, of about 47% in Real Clear Politics aggregate polling. Um, his, his approval rating on the economy has actually been relatively high. And um, this has been oftentimes tied to the stock market. The stock market has set multiple records during his time as president, no doubt. Um, and he will regularly point to, um, to the rate at which the stock market is growing um, as a show of economic strength of the American economy. So this is particularly pertinent to voters in the Rust Belt who have seen a lot of their jobs go, uh, who have seen a lot of their jobs, um, who have seen a lot of their jobs either shipped overseas, um, outsourced to, uh, uh, to countries that, that don't necessarily have a minimum wage as we do here in America, um, or have seen, or have lost jobs to automation. Um, and so for Donald Trump, who has that appeal to the Rust Belt, um, where, uh, when he says that he can bring their jobs back and he has a positive, uh, a really tangible positive record on the economy in the form of the stock market to prove that, that resonates with a lot of Rust Belt voters. And it's part of the reason why, even though he was only just barely up, uh, in Ohio, uh, against Hillary Clinton back in 2016 in Real Clear Politics aggregate polling, he ended up winning the state by more than 8%. Um, so this brings us to the question, what happens if there is an electoral college deadlock? Now, what you hear a lot of people say is, well, then it goes to the House of Representatives, and they're right. However, it's not just a simple majority vote of the House of Representatives. Every state's congressional House of Representatives delegation um, votes together and the plurality of of their um the plurality of their representatives whoever um whichever candidate gets the most votes in that congressional uh delegation gets gets that state's votes however they only get one total electoral vote every every one of the 50 states counts equally in this scenario. So in a state like California, which is pretty reliably Democrat, um, currently has, uh, currently has only seven Republican or now eight actually, uh, Republican, uh, members of the house of representatives, Joe Biden would win this state in the house of representatives by a very, very, very large margin. However, it counts as much as Wyoming, um, who is represented who is represented by one Republican uh, 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 representative in the form of uh, former Vice President Dick Cheney's daughter, Liz Cheney. Um, so in this scenario, Wyoming and California have the same um, have the same power in deciding the next president of the United States. And this brings us to um, an issue that r- really came up in the 2018 midterms when Democrats sweeped 400 or 40 seats, I'm sorry, from, um, from the Republican party, took 40 seats, f- gained 40 net seats from the Republican party. And 
were and was able to establish a House majority, elect the first Democratic speaker since the Tea Party wave of 2010 um, in, in Nancy Pelosi. So even though the Democrats control the House of Representatives, they could still lose if they don't have enough, um, if they don't have enough pluralities in state delegations in important states. So now uh, this brings us to the following, uh, to the following map of America. So we're going to start, um, we're going to start in the 115th Congress, um, which, um, uh, which was the Congress right before um, this recent midterm election, which had Democrats only controlling 17, um, only controlling 17 uh, uh, U.S. House delegations by state. Uh, California, Nevada, uh, Oregon, Washington, all pretty reliably Democratic states too. Illinois, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont. Uh, they controlled 17 compared to 32 Republican-held uh, U.S. House delegations, um, including major swing states like Virginia, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Colorado, Arizona. In in this scenario, it would be very hard, even though Democrats, even though Democrats are underrepresented in the House um, by this metric, it would be very hard for the Democrats to elect a to elect a, um, a, a, a a Democratic president in the event that the Electoral College were tied. Um, now, now you say to yourself, well, you know, the Democrats took the House of Representatives back in 2018, and yes, yes, they did. However, they still only control 22 state delegations compared to 26 state delegations uh, for the Republicans, along with two split delegations in very, very, in the very important states of Michigan and Pennsylvania. Um, meanwhile, Democrats control uh, some traditional, uh, some traditionally Republican states like Arizona and the swing state of Iowa. Um, however, this still would not elect a Democrat president. In fact, it would elect, it would reelect Donald Trump, even if Biden, um, even if Biden were able to win, say, Wisconsin, if if Donald Trump won, uh, were to win, say, Colorado and, um, and Maine's second congressional district, this would put us in, in what would be really the nightmare scenario for congressional Democrats, um, where they don't control enough, st uh, enough congressional delegations to, um, elect Joe Biden in the event of a, in, in the event of a tied electoral college. Now, also, also in this, in, in this event, in the event of a tied electoral college, who would be the vice president goes to the Senate, where they all vote as a, where they all vote as a whole group, and the Republicans control the Senate. So they, it, so it is possible that um, the Democrats would be able to sway the, uh, the swing congressional delegation delegations of Pennsylvania, Michigan. And maybe even say Wisconsin um, or Florida, where it's rather close uh, in the partisan lean between Democrats and Republicans. Uh, they could elect Joe Biden um, in that event, but the Senate could still reelect uh, Mike Pence, for example, to be the vice president. And that would be perfectly constitutional. That could happen. Um, and 
that that would really this would be the first time in history that that were to happen. Um, so needless to say, both both candidates are not counting on a uh, on a on a split electoral college, and it's why Joe Biden needs to appeal to Rust Belt voters. Um, needs to appeal to Rust Belt voters in order to ensure that he doesn't lose states that need to pick up, like Wisconsin, like Ohio, Pennsylvania, and uh, and why he needs to appeal to Hispanic voters in, in places like Arizona and Florida if he wants to ensure that he doesn't end up getting himself into a split or electoral college uh, position where he might be unable to um, to win, even if he won the popular vote. So thank you guys so, so, so much for um, for watching this video or listening to this podcast on Anchor or Spotify. Um, I really hope you all enjoyed. Please feel free to leave a comment to talk about what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Uh, leave a like. Tell me what I could have done better. Uh, I love to engage with comments. And um, I will see all, you all in the next video. Thank you so much for watching.